Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Steelers defense is going to be based around their defensive line and outside linebackers. Just like always. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Welcome to the Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you by the Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network. Make sure you're checking out all our podcasts here on Steel Curtain Network about everything Steelers and any other sports you want on the Fans First Sports Network. We got it there for you. The Steelers have always built their defense with the front line. The defensive line being the most important. The edge rushers and defensive line are what we're talking about today. And they are going to, again, be relied upon heavily to be the strength of this team's defense. I've talked about it the last couple of weeks. last couple of episodes have been about the coverage units, the safeties, the cornerbacks, the inside linebackers. I've talked about the amount of turnover. The amount of new people in positions who are working with people they have never worked before about how the defense is going to have to change because of the personnel we have. With all that going on, there's going to be miscommunication. There's going to be struggles. And when that happens, nothing bails out a secondary and linebackers in coverage like a pass rush. And that's going to be the strength of the Steelers' defense this season, especially if the offense is scoring points. You need that pass rush to make the life easier for the defensive backs. 
I want to look at the defensive line to start the interior guys, not the edge rushers, the defensive linemen. Coming back from last year, we have Cameron Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi. They're the main two. Very good group. They worked very well together. Larry Ogunjobi did a a pretty good, you know, tear down from Stefan it job. But still very good. If you look at snap counts and you look at quality of play, behind Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi is Chris Wormley, who is no longer with the team. After him, it's Tyson Alualu, who is also no longer with the team. The remaining three players who played decent number of snaps, Montrevious Adams, DeMarvin Leal, Isaiah Loudermilk, all will be back. Montrevious Adams is who he is. DeMarvin Leal is young, but he's also more of a hybrid edge and five-tech. He's going to be a defensive end and an edge rusher. Isaiah Loudermilk last year was also primarily a defensive end. So when you look at the returning guys, you've got Hayward, Larry, and Gunjobi who can play five-tech, they can play three-tech, they can play one-tech. They can do anything on the inside, right? Maybe not the best at nose tackle, but pretty much any other place, they've got you covered. They've got Montrevious Adams, who's an inside guy, but he's not the best. You don't want him starting. He's a good rotation guy, very good rotation guy, an upgrade on, you know, the guys we used to have, the Isaiah Bugs of the world. He's a, he's a step up from them. But not a big step up. The Steelers really didn't have anyone else on the inside. They've got some outside guys. DeMarvin Leal and Isaiah Loudermilk. So it makes sense that the Steelers added nose tackle Braden Fajoko. And then drafted in the second round Keanu Benton. Those additions make sense. And when you look at the replacement that they need to make of Alu Alu and Chris Wormley. Keanu Benton and Braden Fajoko have a big job to do. Keanu Benton's a rookie. Rookie defensive interior linemen have a very tough job. When you go up against veteran guards, veteran centers who have made their living perfecting hand fighting, beating physically bigger and stronger and faster guys with technique, and you get a college guy in there who's used to facing college technique. It's a very different matter. It's a big step up. And you got a lot of guys with a lot of dirty tricks. You are facing week in and week out a lot of guys who have a lot of dirty little tricks to beat you. And you have to learn how to beat them. While doing the normal, you know, step up in defensive difficulty of learning, you know, learning new teammates the general strength and, and physical fitness and everything required in the NFL, which is a big up, step up from college. All of that adjustment makes it very hard for anyone but the very peak, very top-end defensive interior lineman to have a really impactful rookie year. Braden Fajoko is your anchor in the middle. He's your nose ta- tackle. He gives you what Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi don't. Braden Fajoko is not a great player. He's very strong, incredibly strong upper body, good core. Once once you get off the snap and you get into the actual fighting, he, he is strong enough to just move people. 
just move people out of the way, drive them back, hold anchors. Where Fajoko has struggled his entire career, and the reason he's not a top-tier guy with the power he has, is he's not great off the snap. His first steps, his first motions off the snap, he's not quick. He loses first contact. Probably, like, the plays I watched of him, I watched a bunch of games of his, he probably loses first contact 75 to 80% of the time. And on almost any time, almost any time, it's a center or guard just coming off the snap directly at him to engage him. He's losing first contact. He recovers very well, but he often loses that first contact. So he's not a top-tier nose tackle, but he's a good he's a he's a good one. He's gonna give you a decent he's gonna he's gonna give you hopefully more than Tyson Alualu gave the Steelers in 2022 when he was no longer, you know, the player we remember. He wasn't that guy anymore. Braden Fajoko is not going to be Tyson Alualu from 2020. He's not going to be that guy. Keanu Benton could in time. We're hearing good news about Keanu Benton. We're hearing he's learning the defense. We've heard he's stepping up. We've heard good things about him. Hopefully he has a fast learning curve and he's physically ahead of, you know, most college guys maybe. Maybe that's the case and he's going to be good for us as a rookie. That'd be great. It'd be great if he gave the Steelers, you know, a little more of what Tyson Alualu had. But you can see where I'm going with this. I don't see the Steelers being the the second tier linemen. The linemen right behind Hayward, Nogan, Joby, I don't think are going to be as good as they were in, say, 2021. But in 2022, Alu-Alu wasn't what he used to be. Chris Wormley got injured. And the Steelers' defensive line had to make do. They have better stuff than they had in 2022 at the end. They've got more bodies. They've got more health. They should be better off. Let's look at let's look at some of these players. Like for example, let's look at the top two, Larry Ogunjobi. He might be better this year. Last year was coming off an injury. Now he's had an extra year. He's had an extra off season to get used to the defense to get back healthier. He could be improved. Cameron Hayward. I, I mean, we've been expecting a decline from Cameron Hayward for years. We haven't seen it yet. We really haven't seen it. Maybe it's this year. I'm I'm wagering Cameron Hayward's going to be like 57 years old before we see a decline at this point. When we start seeing it, I'll talk about it. Until then, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about a decline in, in Cameron Hayward's play yet. He's just he hasn't done it yet. We haven't seen it. The Chris Wormley loss is pretty big. He was very versatile. Not the best run defender. But I I say that because he wasn't the best at holding a spot, but he would also blow up run plays. He would he, he was hit or miss, and when it was hit, it was good. When it was miss, it was very, very bad. Can we get that level of play from a DeMarvin Leal, from Isaiah Loudermilk? The problem with DeMarvin Leal is he's a smaller guy. He's, he's working more on the edge. Can he be a good run defender if they need him to slide into the middle? 
That's a good question. Isaiah Loudermilk. Fantastic run defender. Pretty dang good run defender. Had a drop-off from his rookie season. Didn't really develop as a pass rusher into his second year, like the Steelers were hoping. Had a more impressive rookie year, really, than his second year. Isaiah Loudermilk, can he bounce back? Who is who is offsetting the loss of Chris Wormley? That's a good question. Because if it's not DeMarvin Leal, I don't know who it is. So I think we I think we'll see a better line than we saw at the end of 2022. But I don't think we're going back to 2020, 2021 levels of offensive line. We're not there. Definitely not 2019 when that defensive line was just stacked. Keanu Benton's development, DeMarvin Leal's development are huge factors here. But I don't think we're seeing a dominant defensive line. Which means, again, the Steelers may need to follow the kind of schedule, the kind of ideas, and the kind of plan that they did towards the end of 2022, the second half, where they controlled the clock with the run game, cut the defensive snaps incredibly, and kept their defensive line fresher because they just didn't have enough bodies and they couldn't go very deep without getting gashed, without getting beat. Second half of the season, the Steelers decreased the amount of time Cameron Hayward was off the field where the defense was on the field, but without Cameron Hayward, something like 50% or more. It was incredible how much they cut that. And Cameron Hayward played fewer snaps. They did it just by slowing the game down. Fewer drives, fewer possessions, fewer snaps. Run the clock. Run the ball, control the clock. People will probably come into this year and be annoyed with the pace and the slowness and the lower total yards and total points of, you know, Matt Canada's offense, but the Steelers have done this in the past. When they need to protect their defensive lines, starters, from playing too much and getting worn down, they control the clock. I expect this offense to do that. And if they can't, if they don't, then the Steelers' defense could be in some trouble. Unless Keanu Benton can grow up very, very fast. When we look at the Steelers' defensive line, that's that's really the key, is how much are they relied on? How much, how many snaps are they relied on? How much are they actually playing? Because the less they're playing, the better this defense is going to be in the game and for across the season. The fewer snaps Cameron Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi are off the field, the better they'll be. And if they can do what they did in the last half and in, in the last, like, I don't know, six, seven games of 2022, where they're not playing as many snaps and they're not off the field for many snaps because the offense is just controlling the clock, then, then that's a win. This defense could be very, very good. If not, they're going to get into situations where they need splash plays. And the number one position for splash plays on the Steelers' defense is from the outside linebackers. We're going to take a short break. And when we get back, 
that's who we're going to talk about. The Steelers outside linebackers. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to the cutting room floor. We just talked about the defensive line. I want to move now to the linebackers. Specifically, the outside linebackers. Outside linebackers are led, obviously, by T.J. Watt, former defensive player of the year. Last year, he didn't put up the numbers. He was hurt. When he came back, he was basically playing with one arm and struggled mightily, but was still effective. He was still our second-best edge rusher behind Alex Highsmith because of that arm's limitations. But even with those arm's limitations, he was worlds better than other people we were playing at outside linebacker. The question for TJ Watt, there's two questions. The obvious one that most people are going to cover is his health. Is he back? Is he going to be the player we expect him to be? I don't know if that pectoral muscle is going to be full strength. And even if it is full strength, is it back to what we were used to seeing? Peak TJ Watt strength. 
that's a very different animal. Getting a torn pectoral back to strength is not easy. When you do, getting it back to that peak level, that's rough. That's hard to do. He may not be fully the TJ Watt we saw in 2021. The part that a lot of people don't talk about that I think is just as important is the scheme. Keith Butler ran plays for TJ Watt. TJ Watt was the primary pass rusher in the same way that Todd Haley ran routes for Antonio Brown. When you have a great talent, you use them to their strength. The way the secondary is designed around getting Minka Fitzpatrick into roles where he is his very best. That's how you have success. You get your best players in position to make the kind of plays that they do best making. One of the reasons TJ Watt is constantly underrated by PFF is they look at things like quality of sacks. And by quality of sacks, what they want to see is you're on the edge, you're facing a, you know, you're you're the right side defensive end, you're facing their left tackle, you pass rush, you do some moves, you beat that tackle, you get in, you sack the quarterback. That's a quality sack. If it's on a stunt, if you are uncovered, you're just there's no one blocking you and you're a free runner, if you are, you know, getting a coverage sack because someone flushed the quarterback your way, they don't consider those quality sacks. T.J. White racks up a lot of those sacks. If he's on a stunt and he gets through, your quarterback's done. He's just done. If you leave T.J. Watt unblocked, you're dumb, and your quarterback is on the ground. Like, the Steelers understand this, so they ran plays to get T.J. Watt advantages. They didn't just line up and rush him. Why would you? You give him a little bit of help, he's even better. I, I, I still, I'm going to compare it because people think I'm insulting T.J. Watt when I talk about this. When I acknowledge that, yeah, he didn't have what they consider high-quality sacks. That'd be like if PFF downgraded Antonio Brown because Todd Haley used to run him off screens. Because teams would triple cover him. You, you can't beat triple coverage. Whichever way you go, you have a linebacker and a safety on you. Right? Or you have a cornerback and a safety. Or, you, you know, like wherever you go, there's two people on you. And whichever way you turn, they already have an advantage because there's like a triangle sitting there around Antonio Brown. And whichever way he goes, they're picking him up. And one of the other players will drop in, you know, be zone or whatever. Todd Haley had to do work to get Antonio Brown open because the other team was working so hard to stop him. Do we. Do we treat that as, you know, Antonio Brown wasn't that good? No. The team was just smart. To use him better. If you have a quarterback who throws better outside of the pocket, for example, if you've got a Patrick Mahomes, you know what? You create plays that fit his style. That's what you do. You don't ask these guys to just be what they're not. You build your defense to fit better what they can do. TJ Watt had that. The Steelers' scheme may not be the same, and it may not have as high quality a pass rush design. Keith Butler 
look at the numbers, one of the best in NFL history. Their streak of running, uh, of leading the league in sacks is unmatched. That was Keith Butler. Last year, those sacks dropped off. Yeah, T.J. Watt was out, but also Keith Butler was gone. And if you're sitting there thinking it was more T.J. Watt than Keith Butler, then watch this year. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I have a feeling we're not going to get the same number of sacks we used to get when Keith Butler was in charge of this defense because he's not here. And watching his schemes, he was a fantastic, he was a fabulous pass rush designer. Didn't do well in the secondary. That's why they had to bring in Terrell Austin to back him up. He didn't know what to do in coverage, but man, he knew how to get after the quarterback. And he used T.J. Watt as his finisher. Once he got T.J. Watt, he understood if he could set T.J. Watt up for success, the opposing quarterback was going to be tackled. They were going down. Terrell Austin doesn't run it like that. Even game one, if you look, watch week one with the Bengals, they're expecting the same kind of pass rush that they saw from Keith Butler's Steelers, and they didn't get it. And Alex Highsmith had three sacks, and T.J. Watt had one. No one's going to say Alex Highsmith is a better pass rusher than T.J. Watt. If you say that, you're, you, you clearly don't watch them. You clearly don't understand how any of this works, right? Like TJ Watt's better than Alex Highsmith as a pass rusher. It's just true. But Alex Highsmith was having more success. And it reminds me of the 2018 season. Early in the season, Randy Feekner comes in, runs a different offense. He's not running plays for Antonio Brown. Everyone's treated equally, and you just go out there and Ben throws to whoever's open and guess who was open? Juju Smith-Schuster he wasn't facing as much coverage, guess who was not open? Antonio Brown, he was facing more players and tougher coverage and Juju Smith-Schuster had all the production much more production than Antonio Brown I see the same thing when I look at the film from week one and I saw Z Alex Highsmith ripping off sacks and TJ Watt not even before he got hurt. When he came back, I see the same thing again. T.J. Watt playing good. Not quite himself. And Alex Highsmith and him running similar things. There was there was plays where they put T.J. Watt as a contain rusher. Where his main job was keeping the quarterback trapped in the pocket. While Alex Highsmith rushed the quarterback. Now some of that injury, absolutely absolutely it's a smart move at that point Alex Highsmith may have been the better pass rusher but is it just that or did week one show us a glimpse that the pass rush wasn't going to run through TJ Watt like it did under Keith Butler it's very interesting going to be very interesting to see who TJ Watt is in 2023 I have a feeling He may not lead the team in sacks. That's a feeling I have. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I hope TJ Watt comes back and just tears it up. And you have like TJ Watt with like 17 sacks and Alex Highsmith with 13. And just it's it's insane. But we'll see. Moving to Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith last year led the Steelers defense in snaps played. Normally it's a safety. 
Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, those guys are the guys leading the team in snaps played. Last year it was Alex Highsmith. They did not have depth. In fact, when T.J. Watt was out, they didn't have a number two edge rusher. Not really. Not one who was any kind of impactful. Highsmith was really the only edge rusher that was doing anything. And the numbers show that. If you only have one, you don't have much. It used to be the case for a very long time. It changed a little bit. I think we had one year it broke under uh, Keith Butler. But for a very long time, the Steelers and many other teams had the same problem. If, If you had one edge rusher with 10 sacks, you had another with eight and a half. Or you didn't have one with 10. Anytime you had like a really high number, someone else had at least eight and a half on the other side. That kind of balance, they create for each other. If you only got one pass rusher, the quarterback can escape pressure. And now you're chasing him. If he can't go the other way because there's a guy who's going to sack him there, well, that guy either gets the sack or the quarterback has to stop and the guy chasing him catches up. And you get a lot more sacks. Highsmith, much better with T.J. Watt, but you got to watch his film. Highsmith is a very good pass rusher. And I think the Steelers are going to let him cook more. They're going to let him be the guy more than they did under Keith Butler when it was like, okay, yeah, Alex Highsmith, you're a good pass rusher, but T.J. Watt's better, and we're going to run the play for him. It's simply how it is. When we look at a Marcus Golden, when we look at a Marcus Golden, he's the number three. That's clearly the design here. He he is the perfect number three for this defense. Good run defender. Good pass rusher. He's going to give them Alex Highsmith two years ago kind of, you know, play, in my opinion. And I think whoever the other guy is, Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, are going to have a good complimentary rusher. He can be the guy that doesn't let the quarterback escape. If you're going to chase the quarterback over there, he's going to finish the play. Or he may contain them in the pocket. And Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt can get some sacks even while the other one's off the field. If if he becomes the number two, if if TJ Watt or Alex Highsmith miss a game or two, you're still in good hands. You're not in bad spots. I think Marcus Golden is the best number three outside linebacker this team has had. I'm going to put him above when Alex Highsmith and Bud Dupree were on this team together. I'm going to put him above that. Above Alex Highsmith in that spot. I think he's going to be a very good fit. I think he's going to be productive and a good player here. When we move past Marcus Golden, Nick Herbig... Nick Herbig is learning the spot. We thought he might learn some inside linebacker. They're not doing that yet. The trio that is in front of him, Marcus Golden, T.J. Watt, and Alex Highsmith, means very good things, mainly that he doesn't have to play. He can focus on special teams, getting bigger, getting stronger, getting faster, work on his game, and maybe come in in some very you know specific spots and see if he can do something. One thing that we're seeing with Nick Herbig, with DeMarvin Leal, 
is some guys with the potential to be hybrid players. Where they can play multiple positions. For example, DeMarvin Leal came in and played as the edge rusher a decent bit after while TJ Watt was out. And even after he came back, DeMarvin Leal was actually for a long time there, he was kind of the number three edge rusher. Especially in passing downs. They liked him. But he's not the only one who can play that role. Cameron Hayward has played it. Obviously DeMarvin Leal, but also Isaiah Loudermilk have played on the edge in a more 4-3 kind of look. And Nick Herbig is not the only one who can play outside linebacker, but also play inside. And I'm talking specifically about T.J. Watt now. T.J. Watt, multiple times in the past few years, while he was healthy, moved into, off of his normal spot on the left side of the, the edge, the left edge rusher, and came into the middle of the line, lined up in that inside linebacker area with two inside linebackers, giving the Steelers a very 4-3 look and not a 3-4 look. Now, in these plays, T.J. Watt wasn't a true inside linebacker. He wasn't making all the reads. He wasn't doing all that stuff. He was an attacker. He was there to attack gaps in the line and create weaknesses. And it worked. He didn't really get a, he didn't get sacks off of it, but he created havoc. It's a very tough thing standing there not knowing what T.J. Watt is going to do. Someone is going to get to deal with T.J. Watt, and they may not know that they have to deal with him until after the snap. That's a tough thing to do. That's a tough assignment. Often led to people double teaming him, left to some other people being open, led to some stunts being very effective. TJ Watt in that role is dangerous. If his arm is not 100% and he can't do the same pass rush moves he always did, I could see them doing that more. I could also see them dropping him in coverage. We've seen him make plays dropping in coverage. He is dangerous. And it's my opinion, if you take all the linebackers and ignore whether inside or outside, TJ Watt is your best in coverage. And if he's not right now the same guy he was as a pass rush maybe early in the season even you might want to drop him some blitz him drop him make make that an issue that the other teams have to deal with make that something hard for the offense to pin down what is tj watt doing not just where is he going to be lined up not where is he rushing but is he even rushing is he dropping who knows and at that point, is he a delayed rusher? I mean, if you have Alex Highsmith, DeMarvin Leal, Cameron Hayward, and Larry Ogunjobi as your four guys up, and then TJ Watt as a delayed rusher, you can really create havoc there. His legs, his speed, his acceleration, it's all there. None of that is messed up. He was able to exercise his legs and work out and do all that stuff. He just couldn't do his arm. He could be very deadly in those kind of roles. We'll see. Hopefully he's back and we don't have to we don't have to worry about this. But if he's not fully, but he's playing and he's playing well but not, you know, the TJ Watt we expect, 
him playing in a more hybrid role where he can do some different angles and do some different things could be a very good place for him. I'm intrigued. I, I think we're going to see some more hybrid moves, especially when you consider this front seven. This group of front six, front seven guys are going to have to cover for a lot of other players. The defensive line, two or three guys. The outside linebackers, two, maybe three guys, but mostly two. They're going to have to be the strength of the defense to start the season. I'm going to be very interesting to see if they can be. And if Terrell Austin can put them in positions to do it, like Keith Butler used to do. Terrell Austin is a much better secondary and coverage guy than he is a pass rush guy. And the Steelers didn't really add an experienced guy with a lot of pass rush on his on his resume where that's been his strength. Like Keith Butler was when he came into the NFL from college, he was a pass rush guy. Already well known. His blitzing schemes were really well respected. Steelers don't have that. It's going to be interesting to see what this defense looks like from the pass rush and the front line for run defense. A lot of questions, a lot of promise, a lot of talent. And if they are still as good as they were end of last season or even better, that's going to be the key to the Steelers having a really good season. That's our show for today. I want to thank you for listening. Make sure you're checking out all the podcasts on the Steel Curtain Network and the Fans First Sports Network. Thank you specifically for listening to my show. I always enjoy talking football with you. As always, have a great week. And let's go Steelers. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.